Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and this is episode 37 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative, underground, secret society, back alley, underbelly, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners. What's up? We're recording this episode right after this rain delay, game three, all day fiasco we wanted to be recording this a lot earlier in the day we had our day planned out we were like oh this will be great we can still do labor day shit no we're in here working into the night we recorded this episode up in ballard in the ballard area in the in the homeland here uh at uh my good friend cj's place in his ultimate ultimate fan cave look i'm not gonna spoil what and where i'm at it'll be in the episode stick around till the end we talk about all the memorabilia and all the stuff it is fucking amazing i never want to leave this place bottom line anyways in this episode we just wrap up the series really quickly we also are just on such a high of what just happened with the mariners we're we're on a winning streak where we're halfway back to our 14 game winning streak and i think in a much stronger better way we talk about that. And then, you know what? There's so much good shit to talk about. We just made up problems. We made up problems. We have a nitpicking and bitching area that, again, we're just creating a drama for ourselves talking about that. That follows up there. And some bitching and complaining about the organizations and the tickets, prices, and the weird shit they're doing at the stadium that I think a lot of uh, you should listen to and, uh, you know, get behind. All right. All right. We're pissed off about these things. Anyways, uh, we finish up the episode talking about a lot of the fun memorabilia in here. Uh, it, I don't want to spoil it. Just listen to it. Anyways, if you've been listening to this all season long, thank you. We love you. If you're new to the episodes, welcome aboard. We're going strong. We have a big announcement and coming up here. 
here in the next week about maybe where you can find this podcast besides where you're already finding it, where you're already liking it, where you're already subscribing to it and following. And if you haven't, go ahead and do that. That really helps out the show, especially when you download the episodes. You can download the episodes and then you can trash them when they're done. The downloading really helps the cause of what's going on here at the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. Also, if you're like, you know what? Fuck your podcast. I'm going to start my own podcast. Well, just scroll through the show notes. Go down, hit the link, the Buzzsprout link. There's a $20 gift card in there waiting for you so you can start your own podcast today and let me tell you what buzzsprout's the place to do it's very easy if you're if this just feels overwhelming of like how do i produce a podcast and do this it's very user-friendly trust me i never produced my own podcast on my own independently until i did this and it's it's been the biggest tool to the success of this show anyways uh again thank you for liking and subscribing and also thank you for the reviews and the uh, five-star, uh, you know, punch and reviews. You know, I love a five-tool baseball player, but you know what I like more? Five-star reviews. So don't be afraid to pound that five-star review. We won't tell anybody. All right. Uh, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can get into episode 37 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast that starts, how about now? We got 10 minutes here till the wives and girlfriends are calling up and uh, okay. All right. All right. I'm recording. I'm recording. Uh what a what a day of baseball. We had the uh 11:30 start this morning. The game just wrapped up right after 8 p.m. If you have not been paying attention, I don't know what your your issue is, but uh the Mariners completed the road trip sweep. Uh, finishing up a rain delay. Almost felt like a split double header today, right, uh, Hannah? Yeah. I mean, there was a four-hour and 40-minute delay. Long day for the boys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this would have been a very, very long flight home had they not get the W because they got a day game tomorrow. Usually when you have one of these games, uh, you know, day game on a Sunday, you're not flying back for a day game, but it is Labor Day, which is a holiday here in the United States. If you're listening, um, elsewhere in the world, uh, but yeah, tomorrow the Mariners start at 3.45. Not quite the one ten start, but I mean, the way it was designed, it was a, it was a tough turnaround. If everything goes well, if they get back here, you know, today and able to get down to tacos and tequila where we'll be uh here for the opening uh game with chicago the labor day game we'll be down there live pre and post so if you're listening this in the morning come by and say what's up if you're listening this in the afternoon come by and say what's up to us after the game anyways that was just a segue for that but yeah uh it wasn't a quick turnaround um the mariners are going to be getting on a very late flight and getting in very very uh I wouldn't even say early in the morning, probably regular time in the morning, get a nap. I wonder if they're skipping showers, you know, to, to, to get on the plane, to make that plane. I mean, are you showering after this or are you just hopping on that plane, Hannah? I'm showering. I can take a quick one. Okay. All right. All right. You're not a dirt ball like me. All right. Well, anyways, yes, the Mariners complete the sweep. Uh, we are recording here in, uh, you know, we are, uh, underground secret society 
speakeasy dive bar style podcast but today we are definitely focusing on the underground portion of that description we are here at my longtime friend shit i've known him since elementary school chris jensen we are down here in your basement pretty much three norwegians in a basement in ballard it doesn't get more authentic than this what's up chris Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yes, this is the 17th Chris I've had on on, on the <laughs> podcast. So we're just going to call him CJ. We're going to call him Hanno, Hanno and Edmonds. He's down here in Ballard. This is, Hanno, this is actually your, your this is your... Uh, where it all started. This is where you're from, this neighborhood too. So we're happy to be here. We are down in his basement. With, we're not sitting, when I say we're down in the basement, we're not sitting next to like a pile of clothes and a... And a, a horse, uh, what is it? What do they call those? A horse? So I'm not a very, uh, t- we're not sitting by a bunch of tools. We're not sitting next to some oil stains and some, uh, you know, nudie posters on the wall. We are sitting in, I think, the best uh, man cave, person cave, they cave, she cave, he cave, any kind of uh, cave, but a sports cave with. All kinds of collection, uh, all kinds of collectibles. You've been. This is a lifetime of collecting down here, right? Yeah, I think I've had this stuff my entire life, and finally have a place to put it up and have it somewhat organized. Yeah, and it, a lot of good stories for a lot of the things I have down here. It is amazing. We'll get to a little bit of that towards the end of the episode, but man, we we got to you know we we planned on you know recording after the game, so we figured a. Uh, uh, five o'clock but uh that didn't happen uh but we got to at least watch the last part of the game in the extra innings right here on this seven hundred thousand inch uh screen you have down here you know surrounded by griffey pete rose memorabilia uh also alec diaz if you remember him that's a deep cut for the mariners fans we'll get to that story later anyways Let's get right into it. Let's talk about this rain delay. What was going on with this game, Hanno? What were your thoughts? Break this game down for us. Well, it was a big victory for the uh, Mariners. Um, you know, earlier on in the day, they got off to an early lead. They scored again in the first inning for the third straight game against Cleveland. And then the rain came. Um, they had to change pitchers. Cleveland ended up coming back. It looked a little bleak there. And... Cleveland pushed it into extra innings. Yeah, this would have been a terrible, like I was saying, this would have been a really awful loss, uh, a big momentum, you know, stopper. This is their seventh game in a row. Everything, you're right, was set up for us to kind of fail there at the end of the game. Uh, Scott Service was playing the short game, thinking possibly the weather was going to get uh, dicey. So we, when we came back from the uh, rain delay we were seeing our closers are closing we don't really have a closer but you know our late inning guys pitching in the fourth and fifth inning. it was crazy what did Munoz pitch in the fourth inning yeah our high leverage guys he must have been thinking that there was another system uh, weather system coming about uh, after they started restarted the game and um, that's the way he rolled with with Munoz and then a, just a plethora of our bullpen yeah, and uh, we were talking about some weird stuff. Like, is what if this game didn't 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 uh, get completed today? It was it was going to be a tough turnaround, right, CJ? We were going to have to what play them after our 
uh, it would have been added to our final road trip, which already sucks because we're going to Anaheim, Oakland, and then to Kansas City, Missouri. They would have play, had to play on their only off yeah, day. There's not a lot of days days off for the rest of the season, so it would have been tough. It would have been tough. And here's a weird thing. A lot of the stats uh, can, that happened in this game were things that accumulated like early in the game if we forgot. Julio hit a home run, just a banger, a line drive. He had what? six at-bats. He had six at-bats. He had four hits, the quietest four hits, because it felt like it happened yesterday, um, <laughs> his home run. But a weird thing would have happened if they didn't play. They had to complete the game before that home run would count for, or any of the stats that he had would count. So he would have went back to 22. But I think in the back in the day, they used to just start the whole thing over. All the stats were... Uh, erased i know that you play fantasy sports and you've played fantasy sports and i suck at fantasy sports but what happens when that happens does it just come off the board obviously i don't know i was actually i was watching uh, kind of social media and there's a lot of people asking what would happen from a fantasy perspective and so i, d- I didn't see an answer on that but- this is a closeout day this is sunday this there's no there's no uh making some moves and adding some offense or defense if you need it yeah very very interesting we also, you know, today it seemed like we were off to the races when this rain delay happened, when the rain hit. We had, what, bases loaded in the fourth inning? Is that correct? Or two guys on? We had guys on at first and second, the stat department tells me. But we had, we had, we were getting to the pitcher. Obviously, Julio had his home run. And we had Kirby out there who, you know, since the last episode was awarded AL Rookie Pitcher of the Month and quite honestly could have been just the AL Pitcher of the Month out there. We obviously lose him during the rain delay. So it it just seemed like the momentum was getting taken away from us unfairly by Mother Nature herself. Yeah, Kirby started out in the game, pitched well, went three innings, had three hits he gave up, one run against him and he struck out two and walked one. It's starting lineup talking baseball, and you're in control. What's the problem? Roger, fastball, one inside. You got you control 40 superstars. Make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Oh, yeah. Have Dave Winfield punt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup talking baseball. What they do is up to you. I was driving around a lot today. Uh, I was listening on the radio. They kept coming back. It was Rick Riz and uh, Aaron Goldsmith and uh, Gary Hill were pretty entertaining. I guess they were chowing down up there in the in the booth. Uh, Rick Riz mentioned that he ate two rounds of uh, strawberry shortcake, and Aaron Goldsmith was talking about that they were just going to town on the uh, the onion dip. So I mean, they were up there just. Really, really, you know, trying to keep things interesting, not really having any updates, and you could just really tell it was really wearing on them. Uh, what were we hearing, CJ and, and, and Hannah? What was going on in the stadium? You guys were saying they shut down things. Uh, There's the the beer stands weren't even open. Everything was closed, like all concessions. So people were walking around there, posting online that everything was shut down. But there's still fans there, and they stayed there for the whole game, which is crazy. 
So you're pretty much telling me people like I don't know who would be there. People that were fasting during during, during this time or something like that. That's that's some dedication. Uh, I I don't know if I could do it. I mean, obviously I love baseball, but if they just stop selling everything, I don't know if I could sit there for what four plus hours. Yeah, it was a four hour and forty minute delay. I mean, no beer, no food. That's that's a tough go for that long that and is, just watching the rain drop. Yeah, and it's Labor Day weekend. I think our bodies are, are, are on this clock of we know this is time to gorge, right, on, on, on Labor Day. So that's a tough deal. But the Mariners get the W. Like I said, I'm going to say it again because it sounds so good. Uh, seven wins in a row. I want to just already nominate Cal Raleigh as American League AL Offensive Player of the Week. Four home runs this week. A game winner. He pretty much took over the other game the other day where he hit two home runs. Uh, He's fantastic. 22 home runs on the year. Leading all catchers, correct? Stat department. Yes. And look, he's got 100 probably less at-bats than the the people that he's in direct competition with. And I know I have said on a, a prior podcast just like my my di- my dark horse uh, prediction of Cal Raleigh at the end of this year leading the Mariners with home runs. I know Julio and Suarez are in front of them. I want them to all hit home runs, but this possibly could happen. This possibly could happen. He's only a couple home runs behind them. And, I mean, I don't know of anybody on our team that just, just gets this hot with the home runs in such a short time. Yeah, him and Suarez seem to be the guys, along with J-Rod, that once they hit one, they hit him in bunches. So good for him. We've needed him this series, like you said. In that first game of the series, he hit two for the Mariners to win 6-1. to one. Castillo pitched, pitched fine. He was dominant, but not as far as the numbers dominant. He went six innings with five hits, four strikeouts, and walked one. As well as Raleigh being the uh, offensive player of the game in that first game, Hanniger went two for five with a couple doubles and two RBIs. So we're getting uh, contributions from everybody. We are, except for maybe Winker. Uh, uh, CJ, do you got any stats or any thoughts about today's game? Uh, well, it's just, I think Hannah and I were talking about just how hard like Julio's hitting the ball, just everyone's hitting the ball so hard. Um, I also saw that we used 10 pitchers today, which that's – Kind of a lot for a normal game. <laughs> do we? So we have ten. Yeah. Do we, do we have ten pitchers? Apparently, yeah. We used all ten of them, or most of them. But. Yeah, and it was nice to see Boyd out there. I mean, the first, his first uh, chance to pitch, it was pretty much a cupcake lollipop situation. Not today. You were right there in the frying pan with the peppers and the onions. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I and mean, what did you guys think about again? Uh, Scott Service, the way he set this up, as we touched on before, by throwing the guys earlier. Do you do you like him, you know, playing the weather game there and thinking getting too far ahead, or would you have liked him just to see him go the traditional route? I know it's kind of like who gives a shit we won, but just just a thought on that. Well, I thought it was the right move. I mean, everything that I was hearing from back in Cleveland was that, was that there was going to be weather patterns coming back in later. This was a short window. So it made sense to try to get the guys, your lockdown guys in early in case the game only went five. 
or six. So I understand his thinking, but we're lucky enough as Mariner fans to have this bullpen that we have with so many guys that can come in and pitch in a bunch of different spots and be successful. Yeah, it's just kind of like you can just grab it and grab like a pick a pick a name out of the fucking hat, right? And it just it just works. What do you think about that, CJ? Yeah, no, I agree. I was just thinking that it's the first time in a long time where we have so much confidence in our bullpen. Or like in years past, we would probably would have already lost this game and not gone any extra innings. Yeah, we don't have anybody that we're like, oh fuck. You know, like even when we had a close, even in the good years, sometimes when Bobby Ayala would come in there and just be like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, I mean, Jose Mesa or 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 these guys, even uh, Rodney. You know, like any of these, guys, like we're used to being like we got one, maybe two guys, and even in our great years, we had the, the three Musketeers, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Boyd came out and got the win for us today. Just got recalled from Tacoma, and our man Flexen got the save. Pretty incredible game for the Mariners. Yeah, uh, we love it. You know, it's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, you know, but you know, like we do like to do here on the series uh, on this. Sorry, on this podcast. Sorry, it's getting late. Uh, is we like to break down the whole series. So let's just backtrack a little bit to game one. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools. The most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you're not in the game. Now this is what I call a bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. So, like, again, we're back. We're talking series. Look, we we got a sweep. So let's just sit here and just revel in the greatness of a sweep. Uh, game one, let's talk about it. We, uh, you know, right off the top of my head, I'm just, when I think about this game, I'm thinking of, you know, more big dumpers. You got two home runs in this game. We had Castillo on the mound. And, you know, Scott Service really, really, really loves to go out and win game one of the series. So do I. For different reasons, he wants to win it. I just am always, you know, a pessimistic person going like, just don't want to get sweeped on the road. So uh, let's talk about it. Tell me what you guys think about game one. Yeah, Cal Raleigh was definitely the player of the game. With like you said, with two home runs, Hanniger chipped in with a couple doubles, with two RBIs, going two for five, and Castillo just was solid, going six innings with five hits, four strikeouts, and one um, walk in the six-one victory um, over Cleveland. You know, Castillo didn't look dominant, and his numbers weren't dominant, but he was so solid for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Four strikeouts, one walk. Just what we've grown to to learn about this guy since we've got him. He's just been dominant, and he's really fun to watch. He is fun to watch, and you know what else was awesome? This game started on time and ended on time. Uh, you know, just just like game one. And yeah, Castillo is just—he's just nasty. He's obviously, I guess, he would be your number one. I love that we have to debate if if him or the guy who started. The second game, Mr. Tight Pants himself, uh, Robbie Ray, uh, is our one or two. It doesn't really matter. I, I really feel like it's all about matchups. 
I'd probably just start Castillo just to get that swag guy out there, you know, really just to get under the under the skin of the opposition. And, and then, you know, then you go with the lefty, Ray, who's just going to go out there and just workhorse you to death. Um, again, uh, you know, Castillo, uh, this is pretty much the uh, middle, you know, this is what he does. He didn't even have his great stuff that game. You know, he gave up five hits. He got himself out of a couple jams, threw some double play balls, uh, only got four strikeouts. You know, he's usually a little bit plus on that. Did his six innings, though, and then handed it off to the other Castillo. So I love it when it goes to Castillo to Castillo. And then we have Fiesta. Fasta. Festa. Festa. Just a, just a quietly going about having a great season. Very dependable. Like we said, nobody in the bullpen, you know, gets us rattled, really. And with that being said, let's move on to game two. Uh, let's get back in the time machine. That was yesterday. That was a, the Fox broadcast uh, of the game. Hannah, what did you think about the Fox broadcast? Because I know you are a Root Sports loyalist. Yeah, it was good. It was nice for them to be on uh, national TV. I think most of the country saw the Mariners, so that was really cool. Yeah, um, Ray did what Ray does, you know, his numbers weren't outstanding, but he kept them off the scoreboard. You know, the M's win that game four to nothing. He went six innings, gave up six hits, only struck out three and gave up no walks. But, you know, we just saw Cleveland last weekend and to, uh, face them so quickly and for him to shut them down just like that, it was a hard fought battle for four games in Seattle and for them to come back and, you know, take it to Cleveland for the first two games was quite impressive. Yeah, what did you think about CJ? You and I watched this game yesterday over here yeah. in the in, down here in uh, Shangri La, as I would like to call this place now. Uh, what did you think about the game yesterday? What were your big takeaways? Yeah, no, I think just like we've been talking about Robbie Ray. You know, he's he was dominant, and then just getting really liking to see that Ray comes in, and then you have Brass Munoz. And Seawald, like just keeping that going. That I mean, that's a great way to close out a game, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, and I feel like yesterday again. I mean, Robbie Ray, not as many strikeouts as we're seeing him usually have right. three strikeouts. Uh, Munoz only got one, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Brash didn't get any. We saw a lot of uh, you know defense behind behind these guys, and yeah. uh, you know that's a credit to them for throwing strikes. Uh, yesterday, France hit a bomb. Too. Yeah, France hit a bomb right, right when I got here. We were walking down here to the promised land, and <laughs> we saw the tie France. Not like a overwhelming great day of hitting, but enough when you have this kind of pitching. Again, we score four runs. We can score four runs. We pretty much have a great chance of of winning a game, right? Yep. And uh, you know the guy on the mound. We were talking about this, CJ. What? We all know that Robbie Ray's, you know, he's got them tight pants. He's got them skinny jean uh, baseball uh, pants on. You said that you found some of, where can people go to find the origins of, of this? Yeah, well, if you just do a search on Robbie Ray's tight pants, it's everywhere. I mean, I guess it was a big deal in Toronto. They made t-shirts about it. And so when he first came to Seattle, we interviewed them. And he gave a story about, you know, he was working out in the off season and his legs were getting larger, but his belly wasn't, was getting smaller, but then he kept the same waist size for his pants and they were super tight. Like, I mean, they're spandex. I mean, everyone sees them. He's yeah. tight pants. 
Yeah, they looked super tight when he was on Toronto. It seems like it, I don't know if it's something in the air here. A little bit. There's a little bit of room in there now. Just, so just he, enough. And he says he just uses it as an intimidation factor. So you know, a big guy like that comes out in the mound. He has tight pants and he's throwing that you know high heat. <laughs> nice. With that grunting behind him too. Yeah, like it's just a grunt. That's probably why he grunts. Yeah. Did you guys see? How we've. I think we talked about this, but the the Fourth of July outfit. Uh, that he wore down in San Diego. It was um, money. Yeah. Did you guys know about how that came about? He, there was a raffle. I guess there's some sort of raffle that go, like you get raffle tickets. It's some kind of locker room thing. And he like won that or picked it or got to pick it out and, you know, decided to wear it. And he says he's going to keep it. And, uh, I think he should, uh, auction it off for, uh, charity. I bet you'd get a lot of stuff. I mean, he's, you know, it's it's a little rednecky with all the red, white, and blue out there, but the man's from Tennessee, you know. So that's just that's just the way he's he's gonna be. Uh, the best thing about the pants thing is that he was getting crap for it. Yeah, Everyone right. Was giving him shit, and then he's like, "All right, fine. I'm just gonna keep doing it." Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It's a different kind of intimidation than Randy Johnson, who just throws a, you know, ninety nine uh, mile killer. an hour bird killing slider at your head, you know, or. You know, the old John Cruck ball, but he's, yes, he's going to intimidate you with his uh, physique and his, uh, his, uh, it looks like he's wearing his wife's uniform out there, you know? So anyways, you know, you know, game one, game two brought us to game three. We already talked about that. I think we've wrapped up this fucking segment. We're so happy. The Mariners close out the road trip. Let's not forget. Let's get back in the time machine. We're not going to talk about it, but they took care of business in Detroit really quickly Six games, and let's add on the game, the getaway game here uh, last week uh, against Cleveland, and we're looking at a seven-game winning streak, like I've mentioned, and you don't lose that game where Munoz gave up three runs in the eighth inning, oddly, or the seventh or eighth inning on that Saturday game. We're looking at a big, long winning streak here, but it doesn't matter. If you look at the columns, we're 9-1. and one in our last 10 and that's something we like to hear and yeah and the and you know what's really awesome that we're overlooking we've gained a game on uh houston you know as good, as good as we are i i always i always humble myself when i go look at the uh, the western standings and we've only gained gained like a win or two on houston as good as we've been playing, doesn't matter. We're focused on the wild card. As of this recording, we're up what a game and a half with number one, and then uh, uh, the number two is uh, Tampa Bay, and then we got a little bit of a gap. Toronto and uh, Baltimore is hanging right in there. Minnesota's around there. I'd love to not see uh, Toronto in the playoffs, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have a strong hitting team. It would be tough to play them up in their building. You know, it'll be a lot of juice in it. So, yeah. And you might not have your whole roster. That's that, true. That's the reason I just want to be clear. It's not because I'm scared of them. I just don't know enough about Tampa Bay. I don't really want to lock it up with them. We haven't seen them since the beginning of the year. I have no idea what's going on down there on that AstroTurf. But, uh, uh, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts about the wild card, CJ? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, with the expansion right this year, so it really gives us a chance to to get in. We're playing well enough where we'll be that number one seed, which is great. So hopefully we'll we'll get those home games. Yeah, and you get a little bit 
Not much, not barely anything, but you do have a little bit of wiggle room in case you don't do come out flat versus that one game. Uh, yeah, it's a better format this year. Yeah, I didn't like it. I know for the casual fan or the person that's not a fan that's hanging out in a bar, they just want all the marbles, all the stakes. But to me, when you play 162 games, you got to have a few games to you know, play a series and, and or just to have it get your footing in there. And the way, you know, baseball is, if you're just getting into this, it's always three, four game series, sometimes two, but you know, if you have a two game series, you can't have a winner. You can, you can split. So I think it, I think this is awesome. What do you think, Hannah? Yeah. Well, you just talked about coming out flat. I mean, this road trip, the Mariners did not come out flat. No. They scored in the first or second inning every game Loved this it. road trip, and they scored in the first inning of the last five games of this road trip. So they are cooking early. Um, the bats are going, which was nice to see, and we're getting out to an early lead for our bull- for our pitching just to do what it does and feel comfortable and attack the hitters and get these wins. What do we got, CJ? What do we got there over on the big screen? What, what's oh, going just, on in the Twitter land? Uh, you know, just make some uh, American League history, right? So it's the first time that we've had undefeated six-game road trips in a season by an American League team. Wow. Wow. Let's say that again. Yeah. Mariners are the first team in American League history with multiple undefeated six-plus road trip trips in a season. In history, meaning history. it's never happened or since we've been keeping track of shit, okay? And again, this is the 10th fucking sweep of the season. That we won. We didn't get swept 10 times. We've swept 10 people. And with that, does anybody have any stats before I can officially wrap up the road trip stat portion of the podcast? Yeah, like you said, talking about sweeps, we had back-to-back sweeps this road trip. We're 18 games above 500. We've won line of our last 10 and seven in a row. And Seattle finished off the uh, season series against Cleveland uh, six games to one. So we uh, took care of them. You know, we were kind of, I was kind of concerned coming into this road trip to see how we would play against Cleveland. And I mentioned them on the last pod and shoot, they were nobody to us. Took care of business. Nope, nope, nope. And with that being said, now I can wrap up this part of the podcast. Take it away, old school commercial. So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? <laughs> why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds. So look, every, look, we, we, we've just sat here and just stroked the M, stroked ourselves. It's time to just, let's just knock it down. Let's knock, let's knock it down a fucking peg. And let's just call this part, I don't know, nitpicks and uh, gripes and complaints. Yeah, overreactions, just pessimism or just, just, listen, we're, we've all woken up grumpy. I mean, 
listen, I'll admit it. I, I sound just like a cheery guy, but listen, I can be a grumpy, grumpy bitch. Uh, so a couple of nitpicks that we saw out there because there's always, there's always things that are going to irritate you. What, what are some of these irritating or concerning things that we're, we're thinking about? Do you want me to go first? And uh, yeah, please go. So I can be the bad guy. Okay. What the hell is going on out there? I played outfield. You played. You played in the outfield. What is going on with the Julio almost running over the left fielder, the right fielder? Uh, are the corner outfielders not talking? What is going on? Has this been addressed in any of the post games? I know Manny Acta and Perry Hill probably have had things to say about this. What's up? What do you think, Hanno? Yeah, I mean. I understand where he gets into it with Winker a little bit. Winker gets late and s- slow jumps on the ball, but he is gotten to the ball and he's under there and camping, but it still looks like Julio's coming in full bore, ready to just run him over. Um, what do you think, CJ? Yeah, well, I think the no-fly zone's obviously growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It it's like the the Russian no-fly zone. Out. It's get, it's expanded across yeah. Europe to uh, South America. Yes. I mean, you can definitely hear footsteps. I mean, if you're Hanniger or Swaggerty or whatever you want to call him, I mean, with Julio running as fast as he does downhill, I mean, I, I would be freaked out too. So, you know, it'd be nice to see him just kind of maybe peel off if someone else is going to catch the ball or call it. Right. Yeah. Uh, peel off behind him in case they don't catch or something. Yeah, it looks like he's going to run right into him. Yeah, like, again, none of us here in this room have ever even dreamt of having that kind of speed. He does get to these balls. Like, uh, it may, that's where you really can compare him to, like, a Griffey or a Tory Hunter or something. He just gets to the ball. I get that. But you also got to look, if your left fielder or your right fielder is camped under it, I, that's my thing. Is he just not hearing these guys? Do they need to be louder? We've had the Hanniger, uh, you know, the the home run that Castillo gave up. That was in Anaheim. I was down there when that happened. Uh, and then we had, obviously, today's... Uh, I remember when we had that the guy up for a cup of coffee, Wilson. Same situation. And when I was watching, I was like, don't run in... Whoa, this guy's going to run into our marquee, you know, franchise player. But when you go back and look at these plays, it does look like these guys are camped under there. And I just want them to clean it up. We're not complaining, Julio. Julio, you be Julio. I'm just wondering, all right? Again, this is the nitpicking. We're nitpicking right here. Hanno, you did have a nitpick uh, that's going on. You know you did. That's why we're talking about it. It's going on with the pitchers. Well, I'm going to nitpick a little bit on our my main man, Seawald. I mean, he's been outstanding this year. Started off. It's a nitpick. Yeah, you know, but this last series and the last road trip, he struggled a little bit with his command. He's gotten some guys on base, and he's just made my heart beat a little harder here recently. So that's my nitpick. Seawald hasn't been as strong and his lights out as he's normally been. Yeah, I I I will agree. He goes through some stretches where he's not, but then when you go back and you look a week or two prior, he is. I don't know. There is sometimes where I do feel like 
service uses them a little bit too much because we just talked about it. We got, what, 10 guys out there that we're pretty much comfortable with, nine guys that we're really comfortable with. We're starting to get more comfortable with uh, Boyd. I mean, we've only seen him twice. But there are situations where there's back-to-back days with Seawald where I know they had to do that last year. He was pitching on fumes. They were siphoning gas out of cars to put in him. They were going and getting gas out of lawnmowers to put into this guy's arm. He was the guy last year, but you know, you, you saw what happened when he gets overused. He's not a spring chicken per se, uh, younger than me. But uh, what do you see with Seawall, CJ? I mean, you know, obviously I think he's a great closer when he can pitch uh his little celebration at the end for nitpicking or something i don't know i don't really know what that is i don't know if you guys <laughs> seen it but i mean i think he's waving at a camera maybe to his kids and his wife which i guess that's fine we, but. we, we wanted to find what the hell's going on there you got it please tell us seawald what's going on yeah i mean he faces the heart of the lineup every time he's yeah. out there He's rock solid, but just lately he hasn't been, so I'm a little concerned. He does. He goes out and takes on the nastiest bastards on each team, and now we're seeing Munoz do that. And my grandma has a nitpick, Grandma Norma, about the pitchers. She's still nervous when the other Castillo goes out there. She says that he just looks like a nervous wreck. But I think that's just his thing because the numbers show the guy takes care of business. The only time I've seen him lose a game is in one of these bullshit extra inning games where you're starting with a guy on second base. Yeah, I mean, I see where she's coming from. He still gives me that feeling a little bit. Not as much as he used to. It's just his body language. Yeah. It's just the body language. But he gives the Fernando Rodney experience when you watch him, you know? He does. He's Fernando, he does give you that Fernando Rodney experience. He definitely just looks like a guy who's not like, he doesn't have the comfortable body language. That That is for sure, but I love the guy. Uh, he's turned his career back around from when we got him last year. And I just want to know what the hell happened to, to the chains. Did he get jacked? What's the deal? Why he was, he looked so cool with those two chains. Where did those chains go? Did he, did they, uh, go somewhere where they had a casino and he, you know, well, no, never mind. We can't talk about betting and baseball, but isn't it really nice to be able to have these gripes when we're the th- we have the third best record in the AL. We're making up grapes. It's, we're making it's a good we're, feeling to have. we're making problems here. <laughs> there there aren't any. Wow. Let's get into some other gripes that we have that aren't with the team, but with the organization and the way they're kind of doing things and how they're doing the fans right now. Because it seems like the organization's getting a little bit too 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 big for their britches, getting a little bold. What are what what are some of those things, CJ, that we've been talking about? Well, for me, you know, I mean, obviously we have the All Star Game coming up next Absolutely. year. Absolutely, and this is my first year um, experiencing the Flex membership, which and, has been great, and me as a season ticket holder yeah, as well. Right, and so basically the Flex Pass is you get X amount of dollars as credit in your account, and then you use that towards the games, which is great. Uh, so I did that because they let us know that if you are a season ticket holder of any kind, you're guaranteed all-star game tickets. So obviously I jumped in to be a flex member. Uh, and then there's just little things that are happening that maybe they are not informing us up front. That would be my mm-hmm. biggest gripe. Yep. Right. So we just had to renew our tickets. Yeah. And if, if you wanted to keep them, it was an auto renew. Right? Auto renew. And there was an increase in price, but it was never discussed that there was going to be an increase. Not an email, nothing in my junk. 
nothing in my junk mail. Uh, you know, not not a tweet. So it was a uh, nothing. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're big fans, but it's just kind of a, an interesting little. Oh, I'm just going to increase the price without saying anything, which just seems like an odd <laughs> we way are. of practicing business. We, we we were pretty irritated when we figured that out yesterday. We were about to go down there with one, some of these bats down there and yeah. <laughs> wait, wait outside the ticket box to open. Uh, but yeah, it, it it is kind of weird. Another thing that they're doing that Hanson and I have talked about on uh, previous episodes is in the stadium. Uh the center field area, which I'm not too worried about because that's just kind of reminds me of like a, you know, a frat party out there a little bit. Uh, club, club Safeco, Club Timo. Yes, yes, yes. But that's the spot where they have, if they have tons of alcohol enforcement people out there, you're probably too old to be hanging out over there. So that's fine. But the terrace above uh, Edgar's used to be a really fun spot. That's all, uh, you know, corporate group outings now. And the Trident deck which was brand new which is awesome if you don't know where the trident deck is you have to go up to the 300 level uh on the uh left field line um they got the italian lights with the best uh sunset view you're gonna find in the city uh or definitely down there at the two stadiums can't go in there pretty much anymore i can't think of a game i've been up here at least every month, uh, coming up from a LA. Private event. It's always a private event, and I feel for the bartenders in these places. I bartended for years, and uh, when I was bartending, uh, it's obviously a numbers game of how many people would go over there. So I don't know if they're taking care of them, but I would just assume when you have a group of I don't know a hundred or so, there's probably not a hundred drunks in that group. There's probably just a few, um, and they don't look busy. They don't look busy up there. Um, Hannah, what are you still feeling about that? No, I agree. I mean, with uh, this new behind-home plate uh, up in the press box, when that gets completed, hopefully that'll take yeah. some of the pressure off of this. But in reality, it'd be nice just to see them have at least one of those places open for the uh, normal fan because it's fun to go there and talk with other fans and cheer and Talk about baseball and about our team and have a good time. It's so a, it's a mood change. You're just like, hey, let's go here and grab a drink, grab something to eat. It's a mood change. It's if you get there early and you watch batting practice, there's that lull time between when they stop having batting practice to first pitch, where you do like to go to these spots and and you're getting denied. You're literally getting denied. But I will say I have heard and. CJ, you were talking about this. You can just go to the Hit It Here Cafe that used to be quite exclusive, of, if I can remember, or you had to have tickets over there. But now you're saying you can just you can just go in there whenever. Yeah, it's essentially just like a restaurant, especially before game. Or um, I don't know how long you can actually sit in and at the table and watch the game. Uh-huh. But before the game, you can go there. They'll sit you down, access to all the all the different you know concessions and beers and whatnot. And then sit there and watch batting practice. And I think you can still buy tickets. Uh, but yeah, now it's kind of wide open. Yeah, I noticed coming up this upcoming Wednesday for their Wednesday nine-inning lunch, they uh, had something on the TV saying that they were going to, for $50, you could sit there, bring your computer, do your work day, get away, and also get some food. So I guess that's not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah no. come, come work at the park day or something like that. It yeah. Was, yeah. 
Yeah. There and then we had one more gripe that you want to talk about these exclusive giveaway things. You're a collector. We're gonna talk. We're just gonna briefly talk about your yeah, awesome I mean, collection just, here. But oh, yeah. you, this is there. They have these games where you can get a ticket. Uh, well, right. So let, let, know, let me let you explain. Yeah, it. I'll take. So it's essentially like you know, growing up, you go to a game and the first ten thousand fans get whatever they're giving away. Right. Now what they've started doing is you have to buy the specific ticket for the specific section for whatever the giveaway is. Mm-hmm. Like say it's UW Husky night, me being a right. flex membership, even you being a season ticket holder, you're not able to get that giveaway unless you buy another ticket in that section specifically yes. for that item. I think I fell victim to that when I tried to get the, uh, what was it? The Pearl jam shirts that looked pretty sick. And you wanted to get the UW thing. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I think, uh, well, they used to have the King's court, right? So you had to have the tickets for that. Now it's the no fly, no zone. fly zone. Yeah. And then they have these, these nights with the, you know, I know not good vibes only. I think that was a 10,000 people one, but they do have these like JP things and other players and they do uh, headband. You have to have tickets. They're just not going to give them out. Yep. Interesting. I don't like it, but I get, I mean, I, I don't know if there's something cool like that. I think they should just do it for the fans. Keep building the community. Um, I know it's, it's, you know, they got to sell these other tickets. So, I mean, I get where they're coming at. It does suck for people that spend a lot of money and a lot of time there. I get it with the, the general, but I do feel like that's something that they should offer um, season ticket holders or flex pass holders. For sure. All right, we're done bitching and moaning. When we come back, we're just going to talk about a couple of. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your your your. I can't even call this a cave. This is a museum, a museum of collections. We'll check that out right when we get back. The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch; it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! All right, now that we've gotten through, you know, all the good stuff, the bitching, the moaning, I mean, listen, we're usually at bars when we do these out-of-studio shows, but again, we're here in CJ's Man Cave Museum of Collections. I don't even know what to call this thing. This thing is, it's amazing here. We have bats, we have hockey sticks, we have rare posters autograph balls everywhere we'll get some of these pictures up on on the on the social media so this is just all the stuff you've been collecting your whole life yeah for the most part yeah i just you know ever since i was a kid i've always been collecting mm-hmm. um you know big mariners fan growing up so I always loved baseball would always you know i think maybe 10 balls i have caught foul balls maybe a couple during the game mostly during batting practice i have those down here and then when I was younger, I'd get them autographed by whoever was available to autograph, like at spring training and stuff like that. Yeah, you do have a lot of cool autograph balls. I think my favorite ball 
that's on one of the cases over here is is autographed by Pete Rose. How does he sign the ball? Yeah, he, he signed. So I got it in Cooperstown, and he says, "I'm sorry, I bet on baseball." He signs his <laughs> name. It's pretty pretty funny. Another random one, uh, just from my childhood, I kind of remember is Dave Winfield. You said you had a pretty uh, fun story yeah, about so that. Yeah, Dave Winfield. I think it was a Mariners Padres spring training game. Uh, he was sitting in a section over from us. And I asked him for an autograph, and he said no, just straight up no. And I said, okay, fine. So then uh, I asked my wife to go over. Uh, she really didn't want to do it, but then <laughs> she did, and he signed it for her. So that is love. That is good. that's yeah. a that's a that's a romantic comedy to me, right there. Well, that's the thing about it here. You just don't even have one sport. You got all the sports. You even Everything. got motorsports over here. You know, golf, hockey, and the way it's displayed is awesome. That's what just blows my mind with all the nice casing all the posters are trimmed out in frames you did a nice job yeah the only thing i have that's similar to this i have this painting that i got in humboldt california and when you look at the painting and how it's similar how i'm gonna tie this into memorabilia is you look at this painting and it's it's a car driving through the hills but there's like the hills are made of marijuana okay so but when you look into the hills there's all these hidden pictures and there's like little people over here some people over here some weird things going on and in your place you look at the walls and you're like holy shit is that joe boo from uh you know major league you're like whoa there's a a, a griffey in a 16 campaign there's a griffey bat over there holy shit you have an opening day uh you know base whoa what is this that's marshawn lynch's helmet um, then you have this random bat rack that's over here on up on the walls. Obviously you have Griffey, you have Bo Jackson, you have Barry Bonds, you have a Russell Wilson one up there. Yeah. A lot of mixed feelings about that. But then you have this, this random one when you look over at it and this rack of uh, baseball bats is a lot of fun. And one of the, uh, two, two, two bats I want to call out here. One, Dustin Ackley, two, Alex Diaz. Let's talk about the Ackley bat first. Yeah, Ackley was. I think this is when the Mariners first started selling uh, game used items. So broken bat. It was one of the first bats that I bought. It was the same day. It was actually on my birthday. So that's where I got the opening day uh, first base from 2014. Where right. we won. Uh, but yeah, so Ackley is just the, kind of, one of the first first bats, broken bats that I purchased at a game. So that was like an officially game used bat, one of the first ones I bought. And Ackley, you know, it, at this 2014, we're looking at the base over here, which is actually your birthday, right? March yep. 31st. Yep. And we were looking down the lineup, and this is back during the smoke, the, the smoke and Ackley era that's, you know, building around Cano. And that opening day, smoke and Ackley killed. Yep. They absolutely killed. And I'm sure we were all like, okay. We figured it out. I think Michael Saunders was in that lineup. Raul Banyas was over on uh, Anaheim at the time. Mike Trout was in that game. Uh, yeah, and over here on the random bat rack, let's talk about Alex Diaz. And if you, let's not get ahead of people going, who Alex Diaz? Alex Diaz played on the 95 Mariners. He was a big contributor, a uh, a Griffey backup, if you will, right? Uh, and yeah, when Griffey broke his wrist, him and Amaral played a lot of outfield. Definitely an extra outfield, good player, uh, but just a random player. Uh, Chris Copacino always has some uh, fun things to say about Alex Diaz. Likes to bring him up. 
How did you go about getting this, Alex Diaz? Why why did you get this bat? Yeah, it's a great story. So uh, back in the old days, you could uh, be a celebrity bat boy for the Mariners. So what what what? what <laughs> let me stop you there. Celebrity bat boy. What what pertain? What were you doing? Were you on a show? No, literally, you just go no. on the oh. field. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you get up onto the Diamond Vision. Oh, so well, then that's your celebrity. That's if you like, got on the Diamond Vision at the Kingdom. It, it, that was celebrity status. They didn't have as many cameras going around yeah, back then. Yeah, that's true. Too bad we didn't have digital cameras yeah, back then. Yeah, we didn't have the the swooping camera going around, the roving camera. We didn't have the Big Brother camera. So you made yeah. it up on the big screen. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and then they say, you know, we'll get you some memorabilia. And I always, I told them that, you know, Griffey is my idol. Like, you know, love Griffey. And it's okay, yeah, we'll get you something from Griffey. I was so excited. You know, then I go up to our seats that they gave us. Midway through the game, the represent, representative from the Mariners come to the seats. They give me a bat, which I thought was going to be a signed Griffey bat. It turns out it's Alex Diaz's bat. Oh, man. So, wow. The bat when he did the bat flip in 95, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, and it's, it's a broken Alex Diaz bat. What it was your feeling? I was crushed. You are crushed. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I, I think I, I probably said something. I thought this was supposed to be Griffey, and then just probably waved me off and walked off, and oh. that was it. Griffey was like an elusive, uh, you know, uh, person to get stuff with. He's much, 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 much more friendly now. I, I feel personally, yeah. I love him too. I don't. Uh, you do have a Griffey bat that's signed over there. You said that was the first thing that you really started the collection when we were going around here you're, i was like what's your genesis piece that really got you collecting and doing yeah it's the griffey bat like i saved up money for that at and i bought it in alderwood mall at like a footlocker or something like that i don't think it was footlocker back then but um yes they were selling signed items and that was the very first thing that i saved money up for to buy and i've had it ever since i had custom stands and cases for it and then once i got all these other bats I just you know put it with all the rest of them, but yeah, that's that's probably the very first thing that um, that I cherish for the most part. You know that the '89 Upper Deck rookie card, of course. Right, right, and you have an original '89 Upper Deck that's old that you said's not really worth anything because it's it's faded, but it's that's that's the the goat card that you've had. That's right, yeah. So I think it, it's seen too much sun, unfortunately. So it's probably not worth anything in uh, dollars and cents wise, but it means a lot to me. Yeah, I mean that's the start. That's the root. Those that's the seeds in there. You know, you got a lot of husky stuff. You got hel- husky helmets. You have a, a a Mike Tyson signed glove that's in the back room in your shoe room, and uh, you have a signed Hulk Hogan uh, picture. You have a uh, another thing I really love here. He has a piece of a mat from uh, signed Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania. Uh, yep. You have a lot of fun bobbleheads. There's uh, the Griffey over the Kingdom one. The Edgar Light Bat. Edgar Light Bat. He's even got a Macklemore uh, bobblehead. Oh, I got to get your opinion. Uh, Macklemore or, or, or the Kingsman Louie Louie for seventh inning? Louie Louie. Okay. For good, sure. good man. Good man. Good man. Yeah, lots of stuff. We're going to actually uh, do some more episodes talking about this stuff, get some visual stuff. But this place is amazing. Uh, when he was like, come down, you know, I went upstairs and, you know, it had a sports feel to it, but he's a married man. He's got a nice looking place and he goes, let's go downstairs. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm never leaving this motherfucker. (laughs) I have never, I, I told, uh, some close loved ones that, you know, 
I never thought about death, but you know, when when and if that time comes, I'd like my ashes spread into this room because this is this is Graceland right here. But thanks for hosting us, um, and we're going to bring you on more episodes. You and I were down at spring training this year. We've seen the evolution of this team, the evolution of Julio since since the the very beginning. Since uh, you know you. Um, what do they call that? Jet set? No, spring. Bur- what do you call that when they go to Arizona half of the year and in Seattle Holy half of- a snowbird? Snowbird. You're a snowbird. So you are down there for spring training, which is awesome. Uh, we'll be down there. We were talking about this podcast when we were down there. The podcast has grown. Glad to bring you in so you can be a regular host and guest on here. When we were having some drinks last night, you went online. And you uh, ordered a microphone. It's already <laughs> sitting on yeah, your yeah, desk yeah. next Show, to a Lomb- sh- next to a Lombardi trophy. That's right, showed up this morning. Nice. So he's 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 ready to go. Yeah, he's already he's already got his equipment in here, Hannah. We he already brought his equipment in the locker room. But yeah, this is episode thirty-seven of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. If you're listening to this early in the morning or tonight when we've recorded this or the next morning, we will be at Tacos and Tequila on Occidental. If you've not been to Tacos and Tequila before a game, you got to go there. If you're like, where in the hell is that? It's just north of the Silver Cloud, right next to that. Uh, what what kind of a? It's like a. a not the Mariners team store, but it, it's the Occidental, like Seattle teams, Seattle teams, team, team store thing. Yeah, yeah, awesome place. Yeah. Also, a good place. They do a lot of embroidering there too and stitching. And right next to the hot dog stands, there's an outdoor patio that's tacos and tequila. Great place, great prices. I think the best prices of any of the establishments down there. I like to go there. Joe, the owner, has invited us to come down there and do rye bread and mustard podcast pre and post game tomorrow on Labor Day. And if we're not, can't catch us there on Labor Day, we'll be back up there in October for the uh, last run, last stretch of the season. Hopefully, uh, also be there during the playoffs and stuff like that. And also, if you've been listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I can do this better than you, man. I'm going to start my own Mariners podcast or I want to start my own collectible podcast or a gripes and complaints podcast. I'm going to steal your idea and I'm going to do it better. Do it right here on Buzzsprout, okay? And how you do that is you go to the show notes. And what are the show notes? The show notes are like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Where you go back and it'll... Try to explain what what we were trying to accomplish here on the episodes. There's a link right there. It'll take you to Buzzsprout. There's a $20 gift card waiting for you, which you can pretty much produce 20 seasons of this episode, uh, of your episodes with. No, but it will get you started for your first month. They pretty much are going, hey, the first month is on them. Check it out. It's very user-friendly. I can't say any more good things about Buzzsprout. Not because I can't think of any, just because I can't think right now. I'm staring at uh, Joe Boo right now. He's telling me to wrap this shit up. Anyways, this is episode 37 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. Hanno, you know what time it is. Charge. Do that again, but do it louder. I couldn't hear it on the microphone. Charge. Hey, man, your second take is always better. I love it. All right, that's it. Thanks.